everyone, and welcome to Empowering Homeschool Conversations. I'm so glad that you are here with me today. Um, we are on a, a new month, and and so um, actually that started last week. <laughs> um, but at last week we talked about library resources, and this week we're going to talk about Dollar Tree OT. At least I hope um, my guest has not arrived yet, so I am just going to go over some housekeeping stuff and it, uh, update you on things going on with Sped Homeschool. And hopefully my guest will arrive very soon. Um, and and so first of all, just want you to know that. Um, this broadcast is sponsored by viewers like you. To make a tax-deductible donation to Sped Homeschool, you can visit our website at spedhomeschool.com and click Donate. Um, we are a nonprofit, and so we just invest our lives into helping your homeschool life be better. That is um, what our mission is all about, and to just empower you to home educate your unique learner. And we are happy to do that because we are all parents who have been in the same shoes or still are in those same shoes with you. And and so we want you to have the resources that you need and help you feel like I can do this because we know you can. And um, so so definitely um, consider being becoming a donor partner. That's how I uh, pay our, our team. And um, I have been volunteering at this for almost five years. And <laughs> someday, my board tells me, though, I might get compensated for it. But in the meantime, it's a ministry outreach for me. So I enjoy just being here to bless you. And so what are we going to talk about today? Well, I'm hoping we're going to talk about Dollar Tree OT with my guest, Polly Benson. Um, while we're waiting for her to arrive, I do want you to know that um, this broadcast, Empowering Homeschool Conversations, is sponsored by Sped Homeschool, which, um, like I said, is a nonprofit. And we empower parents to home educate children with learning challenges. And I encourage you, if you have only listened to our podcast or you have only checked out our YouTube channel, channel to go to our website, see all the resources we have. We have the number one special needs homeschooling blog out there. And, um, and the articles that are written on our blog, they, um, they're written by our partners, the, the curriculum companies, the therapists, the consultants who, that um, are listed on our website that I individually vet and, and talk to and make sure that they have products that are useful to you. Um, so, so we don't just slap anything onto our website. If you're looking for resources, you can trust that the things that you find in the Sped Homeschool website are there for you. So I'm so excited. My guest has arrived and I am going to bring her up and then we are going to get started talking about homeschool OT. So welcome, Polly. Hi, how are you, Peggy? I am doing great. I'm so glad to have you here. Polly and I have known each other for a long time. <laughs> and we got yeah. reconnected just recently, um, realizing that we we were doing something um, with Mops International together. And now we both are doing something helping parents educating children. So right, um, right. very cool to come back around to that. So so welcome. And um, yeah, yeah. So Polly has some 
some downloads and things to share. I unfortunately could not get them loaded onto the YouTube description because YouTube locks out that description like right before a live show. So I will add them immediately after so that you can get access to all of those links without having to stop the video and write all these little unique numbers and letters. And <laughs> we'll save you right. that time. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, but but thanks for taking time out of your schedule and and joining us. And I'm excited to get going because this month we've been focusing on not cheap but inexpensive good ways to still give our children quality education. And today specifically, we're going to talk about occupational therapy. And so I thought a really good way to to maybe start that conversation because I know. When I was a young homeschooling parent, I had no idea what OT even was. So if you could kind of start us out with that is, what is OT and um, um, how long have you been an occupational therapist and kind of what drew you to the field and just a little bit about you? I always like our guests to kind of, kind of introduce themselves because it's kind sure. of brings everything together as we talk. <laughs> right, right. So um, I guess I um, was always kind of in, um, as a child, always wanted to be in a helping profession, always wanted to be in a medical field. My mom was a nurse, so hmm. I kind of got interested in therapy. Uh, my sister was a physical therapist, and so when I would okay. volunteer and do kind of some uh, observations of what she did, I started looking more into the therapy world, and I found mm-hmm. out about occupational therapy. And what I liked about it at the time was that it was very um, hands-on and very functional. So uh, students that were having trouble with their handwriting or with their fine motor skills, tying their shoes, um, opening containers, mm. anything really to do with the fine motor cutting, uh, writing, and so I just found that I really enjoyed working with teaching kids how to gain new skills. Uh, right, so that's kind yeah. of how it started. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, occupational therapy works on um, not only fine motor skills, but sensory motor skills and um, mm. visual motor skills and, and a lot to do with um, what where my field is, is more in the school-based OT. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's that practical stuff, you know, the stuff that we need <laughs> in order to function. Right. That's what I love about it. So, um, so yeah. And any way that we can help our students in that area is, is a bonus. Definitely. Um, right. Yeah. So, you know, what are the advantages of then using occupational therapy for students who have learning challenges? Because I, you know, we hear that a lot of students are either going to OT or their parents are using OT types of techniques. Um, what, what, did, what advantage is that to, to be investing time? I guess, you know, as a parent, you always want to know, is it worth it and, and why? Right. Well, I think as a parent, um, a lot of times we want to try to improve your child's skills, you can see that there's a deficit, but you don't really know, like, what is the root cause of that deficit? Mm, like, mm-hmm. you notice that their handwriting is not neat, or their cutting skills are lagging behind maybe their friends, or, you know, when they're holding a crayon they, or a marker, they might be holding it with a funny grip and, and trying right. to... Um, and you, you know that they need to get to this grip, but you don't know how to get them there. So mm-hmm. um, a lot of times when we work with um, parents and students, it's it's somebody that's lacking in skills or somebody that's struggling um, okay. to get their work done. They're not working as fast. Uh, um, yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. they're um, having trouble completing assignments. 
a lot of times you'll see kids that are struggling. Um, they might put their head down or they might refuse to do an activity. So uh, one of the benefits is, you know, working with them in fun ways. And it's not just, hey, we have to do this math worksheet or this homework right. assignment. But, you know, let's play with Play-Doh. Let's mm -hmm. do some coloring and, and let's make it fun. And there's only... Um, so many things you can color, right? So it's like, right. You know, and I, I know that they need, um, they need to strengthen their hand, but I really don't know how. So mm. we're going to talk a little bit about that today on how Good. to look for a specific deficit and then how to approach that deficit. Awesome. I'm looking forward to that. So, yeah. so yeah, if um, I also wanted to let our viewers know, because we have quite a few joining us, um, if you're watching on our empoweredhomeschool.org platform, make sure that you click onto the YouTube video to watch it on YouTube instead of watching from the platform. Because if you make a comment on the platform, we aren't going to be able to see it till after the show. <laughs> we want to make sure that we know we can interact with you while we're live. So, um, so if you do have a question, and pop into the YouTube video there. Um, if you are watching on YouTube or Facebook, just comment in the feed below and we will see those comments as they come up and we'll incorporate them into our conversation as um, as we can. And so um, we would love for you to, to be able to do that. So, um, so yeah, I know you have a lot of things you want to share with us, Polly. So, um, and so just hacks that that parents can use and and inexpensive ones too so i'm i'm super yeah. excited to start learning <laughs> yeah, so um i started off giving this talk at the southeast homeschool convention it was called dollar tree ot mm -hmm. and i used to spend a lot of time either before or after school kind of dropping into the dollar store and just seeing what could mm. i pick up from my room because yeah. being a school-based ot we didn't have a lot of uh supplies or money so mm -hmm. um i have a kind of a bin of supplies here that we're going to go sure. through um one of the first things i and, and i have a list of the top 10 items to buy to at a um dollar tree to be able dollar store to be able to kind of do some homeschooling ot and mm. some fine motor skills and, and exercises Awesome. So um, the first one are clothespins. So mm. we always have a bag of clothespins. And what you'll notice a lot of times with kids that have a weak grip is they they modify their grasp. So what we want to oh. do is try to strengthen huh. their pinchers. Mm -hmm. And so having a clothespin that we can open and close, um, mm. but that only goes so far, right? How many times can I do this and then I'm tired or I don't want to do it? So right. mm -hmm. we have other types of things that we pick up at the dollar store. And these are those little puff balls. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. okay. And so you can pour these out on a table and the child can pick up one puff ball at a time and then drop it into a container. Mm -hmm. You can make a game out of it. Um, you can also put the puff balls. Um, one of the other things we have is putty. And so if hmm. we have some Play-Doh or putty that you pick up at the dollar store, open this up here. And then... Um, Things you don't think about, say, for instance, a golf tee. So if we're going to oh, stick some yeah. golf tees into the putty, and then we're oh. going to put the balls on top. So that's a skill uh -huh. you got to work on, right? Right. Kind of sticking to my finger. So we can do that. Hmm. Um, you know the colanders that have um, holes in them? Right. Uh, like yeah, the a, bigger ones. Like mm -hmm. spaghetti. Yep. Well, if you pick up a box of spaghetti... 
and you turn that colander upside down, you can stick spaghetti into the oh. holes of the colander when they're stiff. Mm-hmm. And then you can put uh, Cheerios on those. So just Cheerios oh, or Fruit Loops, okay. you have to put them on the spaghetti sticks and then they mm-hmm. have to take them off and start eating. They can eat them. Yeah. Yep. But before we have our snack, we're going to make you do a little work for your snack. So uh-huh. it's a nice way to <laughs> encourage to play with your food. Yes. Right. <laughs> right. So um, those are just some real simple things um, that you can start with. Um, other other things that you can look for at the dollar store would be or little the little erasers. Hmm. So I love oh, the yeah. erasers. What's fun about those is you can stack them, hmm. and you can also um, throw them around the room, make them army crawl or crawl on their hands and knees to pick up the erasers. So oh. if you have erasers on the floor and you can sprinkle them around, and the child has to go and sort them. So I have different um, oh. pictures so we can do mm-hmm. sorting. We can do math problems. Um, crawling around on their hands and feet can uh, help to build shoulder stability for handwriting yes. and arm strength. Mm. Um, again, you can put those in buckets. You can put them in a stack. What's nice about them is that you can also stack them. Hmm. So you can see how tall Look we can get that. the yeah. stack. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a fun activity too. So I like to have the little mini erasers that are from the dollar store. Um, and then shoelaces are good if you have, um, so they have those pony beads. Have you heard Mm -hmm. of those? Oh yes. The the little little plastic ones. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Plastic beads. So those can go on the spaghetti. They can also go on shoelaces. Um, Hmm. and we can also use the beads for, um, hiding them in the putty. So if you hide a bead in the putty and then you have, or you can hide coins in the putty. Um, Hmm. And then as you push and pull and then your little bead comes out. Oh, yes. And now these beads I have in here have little holes in them. So they're they're Mm -hmm. small for the spaghetti. They wouldn't work for the shoelaces, but it depends Mm -hmm. on your child's needs. If they have Hmm. a really... um, difficult time holding on to a smaller bead, you want to start with a larger bead. So to grade the activity Mm -hmm. based on the student's grasping ability, you start with the larger beads first and you work your way down to the small little, um, these are those iron-on beads that they melt. Oh, Um, yes. They're the, oh, I forget what they're called, but yeah, they're even tinier than that. Little tiny, they little hole in them and you stick them on a Mm -hmm. pattern and then you iron them into like little coasters and things like that. Mm -hmm. So um, those come thousands to the bin. Right. (laughs) Those are good one to have too. We like to hide those in the putty, but they can go on the spaghetti. Mm. Hmm. Um, Should I keep going? Are there any questions? Yeah, there was a, there was a question about um, pencil grips. Um, Daniel, who's watching on YouTube, said there are certain grips that are, are there certain grips that are more efficient? Should children be encouraged to use or develop a particular pencil grip? Yes. So there is two types of grasps or grips, pencil grip. I like to say grasp because the pencil grip is what we put on the pencil. Mm. The pencil grasp is how your hand holds the pencil. Mm-hmm. So um, there's what we call a tripod and a quadrupod, which is basically either three or four fingers on the pencil. Okay. Um, and then what that does is that has an efficient position of your hand so that when you're handwriting, your hand will not fatigue as quickly. So we mm. do want to encourage young children to hold the pencil correctly. 
once we get into middle school, we don't modify the grasps because a lot, unless it's really necessary, but hmm. what happens is they are faster with their inefficient grasp. Really? Their hands might be wow. grabbing, yeah. they can write fast, so <laughs> wow. adapt, and mm-hmm. they're able to um, work around inefficient grasps. And, and mm-hmm. as an OT, I notice a lot of adults that might hold their pencil in a, in a weird yes. direction, uh-huh. mm-hmm. but it's functional for them. So at, at the beginning of school age, we mm-hmm. really focus on let's get your pencil grip right so that your hand does not fatigue. Okay. Um, and then it helps with their efficiency with writing, their speed of writing and their neatness. Mm-hmm. As they get into older ages, then we look at, okay, is it functional? If your writing is functional and we read it, um, of course, if it's special needs, we may be working on that hand grasp, you know, later right. in ages, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Yeah. Great advice. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So what else? Some more items? Yeah, please. Okay. So um, there is a school supply section in the dollar store. And so mm-hmm. you can get different types of um, handwriting lines for dry erase boards. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get scissors. Um, there's a thing called a bounce scissor that has a little. I've never uh, seen those. Clasp on it. Yeah. And so it, it automatically opens the scissor back up. Oh. Okay. Um, so if your student is having trouble with the opening part, right. you can get these bounce scissors at, uh, on Amazon or at the dollar store. Hmm. And then we love a lot of things you can do with scissors to improve the hand strength. So hmm. now we're working on more of the grip strength. And right. um, besides squeezing the putty, we can roll the putty out into like a big, long worm or hmm. um, mm-hmm. and then you use the scissors to cut the putty. Oh. So it provides uh-huh. a resistance. Right. Um, you can buy cardstock or little index cards at mm. the dollar store and practice cutting um, straight lines or curvy lines or shapes, mm. mm-hmm. using them for crafts, um, cutting the strings or the shoelaces. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that we have is the hole punch. So if you're punching mm. holes, it's a really good hand strength. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh punch them into a construction paper and then have them lace in and out. Oh, so the lacing is yeah. working uh-huh. on the pinching. And something that you should look at as a parent is the web space. So if your hmm. student's web sta- space is collapsed on a pencil, hmm. so for instance, they're holding it this way or I'm trying to think how you can see it. If, they're, if they don't have much of a space here, uh-huh. then that's where we need to strengthen. And one of the ways that we do oh, that, is, it just collapses when the strength isn't there. Yeah. If either it collapses beforehand or they never develop the strength. So mm. a lot of times kids are on media, different technology, they're using oh, fingers uh-huh. and they're not holding things this way. And so mm-hmm. they never develop what we call a Palmer arch. Okay. So the Palmer arch is what is needed for that efficient hand. grip, hmm. And, um, couple ways that we can work on the Palmer arches is to make little tennis ball buddy. Oh, and you can squeeze <laughs> your mouth cute. Mm-hmm. and you can feed them. So we feed them uh. beads, we feed them pennies, we feed them erasers. And then the kids really think it's funny to make them 
throw it all back up again. Yep, <laughs> of course. <laughs> so that's a, a really good one for the hand um, Palmer Arch. Mm-hmm. Another one is dice. So there's always dice at the dollar store. Mm-hmm. And what the practice doing is shaking the dice or clicking it. So you want to try to hear. So we can play games. We oh, can yeah. roll the dice. How far can we roll it? How many numbers can we roll? Play mm-hmm. a game, play um, like a Monopoly or a Parcheesi or some sort mm-hmm. of game that you shake the dice and yeah. try, even if you only need one dice for your game, roll two dice so that they can hear it click. And oh. then that gives them better um, strength in their Palmer Arch. Hmm. Are there any other questions at this point before I move on? Um, not yet. No. But if you do have a no. question, make sure you put it in the feed. Um, if you're watching yeah. on YouTube or, um, or on the Facebook page, I, do want to tell you if you're watching in our Facebook group, though, you do have to give StreamYard permission to post your um, your comment. So so either give them permission in the group or um, go to the Facebook page and make your comment there. Either way, you can do that. Yep. Okay. Um, so then another part of the dollar store, if you want to walk over to the kitchen area um, and grab mm. a little pair of tongs. Uh, the tongs are good, again, for your grasping. A little bit with pinching. Depends on how big the tongs are. The clothespins are more pinch or grasp. The tongs mm. tend to be a little bit more of your hand grasp. Okay. And, again, we can pick up erasers or the puff balls. We can sort them into colors if you get colored puff balls. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. You could take your tennis ball, buddy, pick up your puff ball, put it in there so i mean we can wow. combine yeah uh-huh. activities together yeah that's good eye hand um, coordination too because you've got to get it right into his mouth and <laughs> right yeah um or chip clip chip clip mm-hmm. is similar mm-hmm. to the pinching motion so you need to think about when you're walking through the dollar store what um what is my child lacking they need pinching mm-hmm. so where can i find pincher things right Another really good pinching is um, the little stickers. Hmm. And stickers require a lot of fine motor skill just to pull off the sticker and then to place it on something else. So buying a bunch of the sticker sheets where they can just sticker things, Mm -hmm. um, sticker on paper. If we draw a line on the paper and then you sticker over top of the line, then um, we can cut that through the stickers. So a lot of times when we're teaching oh. cutting skills, um, let me show you here. I'm going to show you really quick with my ledgy liner because we also like to use these. So <laughs> one of the things that I have on my website are these free worksheets. Mm-hmm. And so if I draw a curved line like that, mm-hmm. so that is actually a, a handwriting line. Yeah. We can cut through the middle of that. Um, another thing we can do is put the stickers on it. So if I'm putting stickers on a line and it's taking me some pincher skills to do that, but mm-hmm. it gives the student a guide, where am I going to cut? So they cut from one yeah. sticker to the okay. next sticker, especially when we're doing a curved line. Hmm. So whether it's just a, a line on a piece of paper or, um, cardstock, let them put the stickers on and then tell them to hmm. cut to the next sticker. So that gives them, okay, where am I cutting to next? Oh, okay. Yeah. Kind of like a focal point for, yes. you know, their direction and where they're going. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. 
podcast. So that's kind of a fun one that we do too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have the uh, party area, you know, where the oh, yeah. uh, little uh-huh. party supplies are. So I picked up this top and I also picked up these little um, camo tops. And so oh, yeah. spinning a top requires um, that pinching skill as well. And, and kids like to spin tops. If you spin this one fast enough, it'll turn over. Oh, wow. So the kids really like to try to figure out how to get the top to turn over. So, hmm. yeah. Um, so those are just some real basic things I have in front of me. I'm going to cover a couple other things that maybe I didn't. Um, oh, I do have my straws. So oh. these straws are always fun. You can stick them in the putty. You can hmm. cut them into smaller pieces and actually hmm. make straw beads out of them. So if a child's having oh, trouble with mm-hmm. stringing beads, you can cut these into little one inch sections and then those can be put on the shoelace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else. So cards, um, there's playing cards at the dollar store. Mm-hmm. We can build card houses we can cut them. We can flip them over. You can play card games like uh, memory where we're flipping mm-hmm. the cards back and forth. Back and forth, right. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else. I have a whole lot of these ideas on the handouts that you said you'll be posting later. So those right. are fine. Yeah, we had another um, question about pencil grip. And it just says pencil yeah. grip question mark. So um, I'm assuming what is a proper pencil grip that that maybe is a good question (laughs) and the the easiest way to um see what i'm talking about it's called a tripod grasp or a quadruped grasp is to google image that so if you google Hmm. image pencil grasp or tripod grasp you'll see what we call efficient grasps and inefficient grasps okay that's good to know. Yeah, I am such a visual learner. I, I couldn't have it described to me. <laughs> that wouldn't work. Um, we have another question from a YouTube viewer. She wants to know, not sure where to start with hand exercises. What exercises to start and how long? Oh, that's a good question, too. Yeah, so, just getting going. Um, with our putty, I, I like to start with putty. And hmm. the reason I start with putty is let's hide some things in the putty and then we're going to pull those out. because That's going to work on all sorts of hand strengthening. But then we're going to move it into more of an exercise routine. You can run them through a sequence, which would be first we're going to flatten it. Um, So first you're just going to grab, grip it into a ball. Okay. And Mm -hmm. so then after we get this into a ball, now we're going to flatten it into a pancake and you can have them lay it on the table and really flatten it into a, a pancake. Okay. And then you can work on pulling that apart and making that a bigger pancake. Mm-hmm. Um, then we're going to roll it. Let's see if I can do it where you can see in the camera over. Oh, and then yeah. we're going to roll mm-hmm. it out more like a hot dog or a worm. And when you get it small enough, then you're going to roll it into a snail. Hmm. A little cute little snail there. Mm-hmm. And then we can go back to the beginning. So you pick like five oh, okay. things that they have to do in a row, like a squeeze, a pancake, a hot dog, a worm, a snail. Uh, when they have it in the snail position, you can also pinch along. Works on that pinch or grasp. Then yeah. do it with the second finger. Oh, okay. So then you, do it with the yeah. ring finger. 
then do it with the other hand. So each time we get to the snail, we can pick which finger we squeeze with. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. So that's a good one to start with with exercises. There's a lot of sensory things that they have at the dollar store too. Um, hmm. If you buy uh, rice, you can hide things in the rice and the kids mm. can reach the rice. Um, a lot of people know about playing and shaving cream. You can right. put the shaving cream on the table and draw letters and faces and use your use a um, Q-tip. So we're going to buy Q-tips mm. at the dollar store and you can use the Q-tips to make the letter if the child doesn't want to touch the shaving right. cream. They may have some sensory I can also issues. work on that <laughs> grass. They think right. they're playing with the shaving cream, but you've got them working on that tripod grass because mm. it's a smaller broken crayons or a half a Q-tip forces them to use that tripod grass. They can't grab a mm. whole mm-hmm. Q-tip or the half a crayon with a grasp like this. Right. Yeah. We'll get so just lost. that's a good, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, putting the shaving cream inside of a gallon zipper lock bag. So maybe they don't want to touch it, but we can still play with it using the, putting it into a Ziploc bag, or they also have um, hair gel. You can put hair gel in a Ziploc hmm. bag. And so that just oh, gives yeah. us some more sensory things to, to play with there as well. Mm-hmm. Great information. Um, Lisa had made a comment after that. She said, I hope you leave this up so I can refer back to it. So much good information. Thank you. Um, This is always left up. So whenever we do our live broadcast, this will stay up on our YouTube channel. So come back later if you can't stay the whole time, definitely. And then also the links that Polly is going to share after the the broadcast will be there for you too. So um, double bonus. (laughs) Sounds good. So um, we also have um, another um, question from another YouTube viewer. She said, do you have a putty that you like that's also less expensive? Amazon seems so expensive. Actually, um, I have been, Silly Putty is kind of my go-to. You can get them in bulk on Amazon. They're like Hmm. super small. When I was a kid, I had Silly Putty. It filled that whole egg. Oh, yeah. Now that it comes and it's like about the size of a quarter. So if you buy five of them... (laughs) Then you can squish them all together and you can have mm-hmm. a pretty decent sized silly putty. Um, mm. There's therapy putties. Some of the putties come in larger containers and you can share it with friends. You could mm. cut it apart with scissors and give your friend half and you can have half mm. uh, if you want to use different colors. Typically, the lighter colors are softer and easier and better oh. starters for younger children. Mm. The darker colors tend to be stiffer and harder. Um, maybe if I had some high schoolers that had special needs and we wanted to use the black putty with them. So just Mm. look in the descriptions and try to get some idea from other people that have used the putties before what, where the recommended, um, pricing might be. So you just have to kind of look around, look for putty, Play-Doh, therapy putty, or, um, silly putty. Okay. What is the the lifespan on something like that? (laughs) Yeah. Um, a couple years. I mean, I've okay. had, some, it depends on how much you use them and mm. how you want to always wash your hands before you use them so that right. it stays cleaner longer. Um, uh, but I mean, yeah, I've had several for many years that I keep taking back to the schools year after year. Okay. All right. Well, that's good to know. So it's an investment, but it, right. it's going to last a while. Right. So a couple more, um, little quick things that we teach in the school system um, for sensory purposes Mm. are um, 
chair positioning and, and a lot of times kids need to fidget. And so we have different right. types of fidgets we can get at the dollar store. Mm-hmm. What I like to do is give the child a box and in the little shoe box is several types of fidget. It could be something plastic, something soft, mm-hmm. piece of bubble wrap, saran wrap, material, different textures of material and see what the child Uh likes to fidget with. Mm. Um, When the child has to have a fidget, then you want to have them fidget for a specific period of time, kind of like a recess. So they're working on their homeschooling and then they're going to take a recess fidget break and Mm. give them some fidgets to play with and give them time away from the table to go and get their movement in. But when you want them to sit and concentrate, we have these um, hair bands that you can buy and you can stretch them and they go around the foot of the chairs Mm. and then your student can stick their feet inside the band and kind of kick their feet around or Mm. they can tuck their feet under. Um, Hmm. My son was a percher and I don't know if you've heard of perching before. No, I haven't. Sit up on his feet. Oh, okay. Feet underneath on the chair Mm -hmm. and believe it or not, I had to tell teachers all the time, let him perch because what would happen is when he perches, he's up over top of his workspace and he's more focused. Mm. But as soon as you say, sit on your bottom, then he's back here Uh. and there's all these distractions. So perching really allowed him to focus. And part of that with other students has been giving them something that they can tuck their legs into. So they can tuck their feet into this, you put this on the chair and they mm-hmm. can tuck their feet inside of it. And it just mm. gives them something, gives them some extra movement. Right. Um, having them sit on pillows or having them sit on a movable surface mm. allows them to move and focus. But if we say sit still, the brain is still moving uh-huh. <laughs> and they can't focus because there's so many distractions. So would we give mm. them an ability to kind of move around where they are? How many of you have ever got on a phone call and you start walking around, right? And you're right. trying to, exactly. I'm sitting here in my chair and I'm just kind of uh-huh. moving. So, <laughs> you know, it's things like that that help us to focus. That movement helps to give our brain a nice calming motion and then we can mm. focus on what we're doing. So giving them that option. Um, the other thing that you can do with these is wrap them around your wrist. And then um, when you're holding on to, I like to use a pen as an example, you can tuck the, this underneath the little clip. And hmm. when we have this wrapped around the hand, now it's going to hold the pen. Oh, right in the in right place. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you will see kids that do their writing like this. Oh, yeah. And we have, we want to get this pen back into the web space. So hmm. In order to do that, we just have a little tuck there with the pencil, Mm -hmm. put Mm -hmm. it around a pen, tuck it in, and then that keeps that pen back in the web space. So look at your child's grip through their grasp and what is different compared to the proper picture that you find on uh, YouTube. So if it's standing straight up, we want to get it back in the web space. Mm. If their pencil's too long or too short, sticking out from the hand, work on trying to get them in that Mm. proper grasp. And um, one of the cues I use a lot of times is fix your grip. So if you tell a child, they don't realize a lot of times when they're first training how to hold a a pencil properly Uh is fix your grip. And so, oh, and then they fix it. You know, there's Mm -hmm. other kids that might 
put the put it between their hands this way when it's supposed to be over here. Oh, so yeah. just mm-hmm. fix your grip and then that little cue. And then as you progress them, you want to remove the verbal cue and you want to maybe have a visual cue so you can point mm-hmm. to fix your grip, like a little sign, put a little sign in front of them at the table mm-hmm. and you can point to it. Right. And then that way the it, does, it takes the nagging away from the parent. <laughs> right. Fix your grip and you say it all the time. Mm-hmm. The kid gets annoyed by you. So right. now we're going to turn you out. Point. Yeah. <laughs> and then a fun way too is to add technology, have a timer come up every 10 or 15 minutes. It mm-hmm. says check mm-hmm. your grip. And so the student can, yeah. that, that can come on the little iPhone and mm-hmm. the student can say, oh yeah, my grip's good or no, it's not good. Or, mm-hmm. you know, and so you take the pressure off the parent from being a nag. Mm-hmm. by using visual cues and use some of the technology for like a, an alarm cue. Great ideas. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Lisa had, I think Lisa stepped away for a minute because she said, what's your favorite therapy putty? And <laughs> again, <laughs> so, and then as far as color, so, so you'll have to go back and, and watch previous. Um, we did talk a little bit about that, especially the color um, aspect. Yeah. And feel free to reach out um, on through my website. You can click email me and you can email me from my website too. Yeah. And that is legiliner.com. And we'll be talking about that in just a few minutes too. Okay. So, yeah. So just a final couple things from the dollar store. Does that sound good? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, So using um, the lint lint, lint rollers. Oh, yeah. The rollers. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So you can pick up little buttons and things like that. Um, buying buttons, of course. Uh-huh. Um, use ice cube tray for sorting. So you can mm. put the little buttons or beads inside the, the ice cube tray and then have them put pull them back out again. Mm-hmm. You can even use, sometimes if they're a large enough tray, you can use the um, clothespin to pinch out oh, the yes. ball uh-huh. or the mm-hmm. button to pull that out. So I love uh, the ice cube trays. Um, there's little baby nose bulbs. Oh, or yes. the turkey mm-hmm. masters. And so right. you can uh, press on these and squirt the little, you can use water or you can uh, squirt like a, the puff ball by trying to blow mm-hmm. the puff ball across the table. You can have a little race yeah. between two kids or with your child. Mm-hmm. So then just try to always make it fun. What? How can I make this into a game? Mm-hmm. Um, spray bottles are fun, especially in the summer. If you do chalk drawings on the gar- uh, driveway and that's yeah. going to work on that gross grasp mm-hmm. and then squeezing the water to make it like erase the chalk mm. drawings. So that's always fun to do. Ah. Um, the, the dollar cups, like you can get the plastic cups and stack them into pyramids. You can put them mm. in things. You can flip them over back and forth or stack the cups. Mm. Um, we also have um, pool noodles. So I do have um, oh. some little mini pool noodles. And these are good to put over top of like a toothbrush or a pencil if you're working on hmm. um, the grip. So sometimes learning kind of how to grab this is easier than the small pincher getting, one. So we can oh. start with um, mm-hmm. the foam. This can be uh, sometimes it's in the piping section. You can slice it and then you can string these as well. So you can. Oh, yeah. Get your a little shoelace. Bit bigger of a bead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, with the big pool noodles, you can jump over them. You can um, wrap them together. You can squeeze them. Um, another sensory item uh, that we recommend for some kids, and I, I noticed one of your viewers said the ha- child had autism, 
mm-hmm. is the headphones. So uh, there yes. are therapeutic headphones that are mm-hmm. out there that cost a lot of money, but they actually have the, it's not noise canceling, but it's kind of a dampening, like noise dampening. Construction ones? Construction yeah. earphones uh-huh. for a dollar. Yep. So at least you can try them first to see if that uh-huh. might be an option for your uh-huh. child. And then if you decide we need something stronger, then you can get the more expensive ones. Yeah. My daughter has some rather pricey earbuds that actually don't hook to anything. They just cancel okay. noise out. Um, as a teenager, she doesn't want the big earphones. So. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's pretty much a lot of what I wanted to cover today. Um, I do have a list of over 60 items of things that you can get at the dollar store to do your mm-hmm. Dollar Tree OT. Um, there are, um, that's going to be in the, um, the comments for the downloads. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yep. Um, things like even um, cookie cutters and using the cookie cutters on the Play-Doh. So now that I've got your brain thinking, the next time you're in the dollar store, just kind of walk up and down and think, what can I use for therapy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so much of it's so simple. I mean, and it's probably stuff we already have in our house, a lot of it. Yes. it you don't even have to go out and buy it. It's just kind of collecting it. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Sure. Um, talking about earphones or, you know, ear mufflings. Um, one of our viewers said that um, her kids prefer the $3 earmuffs from Harbor Freight Tools. They don't crush their heads like the ones um, made for kids do. So, okay. That's a good tip. Good, yeah, they're nice and soft. So I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, there's, there, there's just so many things around us. And I just remember like keeping like a, a place in all my school stuff for things where if I want to create a manipulative or do something like that, that I could just kind of pull from, from that little bucket or space, um, made it easier and organizing all of our homeschool stuff with, um, with all the, the little, little things around yeah, instead just, of having to go through my house and going, where was that? Or, <laughs> right. Right. So just I, dedicating you know, it was putting in some lighting the other day and he was popping out the little holes where the cord goes through and they were this, these little circle discs. And I'm like, I want those for therapy. Let me can put them in with a, a lid, got a slit in a lid, and let's put those oh, in. Oh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I use ice cream, ice, um, icing containers, and I cut a little slit in the lid, and then we put mm-hmm. little pennies and discs and things like that. So certainly um, even water bottle caps, like those are fun oh. to make. You can write letters on each letter on um the water bottle caps and then they have mm-hmm. to flip them over and they can form words and they can write those on the worksheets and oh yeah so, yeah. yeah just, just like those little magnet things that you buy for the refrigerator but you could just have the letters on them and to move them around and do spelling and then yeah. you think about that yeah, yeah. Well, depends on how many water bottles you use <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> or if you know a family that does use a lot of them ask them for the tops <laughs> right right but, but yeah, oh, those are some awesome ideas. And we've got lots of thumbs up and hearts um, from our, our viewers. And so definitely um, a much desired topic to, to hear about. Um, I would like, as, as we're kind of wrapping up, you've got a very cool invention. And I oh. want you to share with our audience about it. Um, so, so actually just today, um, Polly's information got put onto our website as a new partner. I'm super excited about that. And she has a product called the Leggy Liner. And um, I'd love for you to, to share just um, what it is and how you came up with the idea. 
Sure. So um, it's a little rolling ink stamp, and here's three of them. I've got a three, whoops, three quarter inch line, a half inch line, and this is a music staff. And so what you can do with them is quickly draw a handwriting line. So if you have a worksheet and the student needs to write their name, I can just quickly draw the handwriting line right across the bottom there. Mm. Um, with this particular worksheet from my website, we were doing um, rainbow because it's also more challenging for a student to write on a curved line. So we do, do draw some curved lines. I also have um, a smaller one. Let's see what that one is here. So this is the smallest one. It's a three-eighths inch line. And we can go up and over with the oh, wow. writing uh -huh. line. Uh, we also have some of the um, curriculums have specific handwriting lines. So, for instance, mm. um, if you've ever done the handwriting without tears. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's what do you tell my kids? We have a blank sheet. We want to practice your name. And so I can just draw the handwriting without tears line right across there. Mm. So this is a three-eighths inch line with 13 different styles. And we have a quarter inch. So we've got for the handwriting without tears, we have a three-eighths inch and then a quarter inch. Kind of hard to see oh, there. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, but we have the ones with and without. We have one called spaces. So this is our larger size and it draws a broken baseline. So you can put one letter per space oh. and teach spacing. Oh, teach spacing. Very um, neat. And then my, one of my most uh, favorite ones is boxes. And mm -hmm. if you're working on any type of a math, so we're going to draw a couple rows of boxes here. We oh, can very turn it cool. vertical for math yeah. numbers. You can keep things in the right place. <laughs> right. So they line up their numbers for columns. Mm -hmm. um, and we can do individual letters for that. Those are also used in the Handwriting Without Tears curriculum. Hmm. And two more here I'll show you real quick. We have um, a couple others, but I'm just going to show you a couple here just in the matter of time. Okay. So this one is a single line of boxes that you can do ones, tens, and hundreds columns. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then turn it on the side. You can do individual words. You can oh, yeah. do mm -hmm. you learn space data collections. Out. Some of us mm -hmm. have to collect data. <laughs> and um, another really popular one is the number line. So if you ever working on number lines with kids and you want to. Oh, yes. Well, that's much easier than <laughs> trying all the little tick marks. <laughs> right. Tick, 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 uh -huh. tick. Oh, and that's how I came up with the idea. So I was working with the students in the classrooms. I was mm. fine in my classroom, but then I was pushing into their classroom. And we were some, I never always got to push into the um, handwriting segment. Like I had to mm. go see the student during a science segment or during a social studies. And they never had handwriting lines. And so I found myself oh. taking a ruler, drawing the first line, trying to draw the dashed line, draw the mm -hmm. third line, mm -hmm. and they were never straight. And it just was frustrating for me. So what I started, mm -hmm. I just said one day, I need to come up with a stamp, a rolling stamp. Mm -hmm. And the first one I designed was like a pizza cutter. And I just started rolling it across the page. And there was my line. And the teachers went crazy over it and they said, you have to patent this. And I was like, wow, okay. So I just started looking into how can I get this patented? How can mm -hmm. I 
take this concept and sell it at an affordable rate? Because the first one I made was $30. And hmm. a lot of teachers don't have $30 just to throw around for handwriting stamps. So right. we came up with um, this smaller prototype that um, draws a three-quarter inch line. And hmm. these come with ink and they are refillable ink. So there's a little hole on the side of the barrel oh, here. Okay. And you just, you just squeeze it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the ink refill looks like this. Hmm. And you just stick it in the hole. You cut off the end and then you stick it in the hole huh. and you refill it. So I wanted something that was refillable because being a teacher, I'm going to run out of the ink a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it is an oil-based ink, so it won't dry out. Hmm. It's a good quality. It's not going to fall apart. So that took me some time to kind of find what I wanted to manufacture Right. And I decided on the $15 price point for one. But then if you bundle on my website, you can get a 10% discount. So you can get um, the more you buy, you kind of save. So. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. In, like like you said, you know, a lot of times those lines will be in the handwriting curriculum, like fuse handwriting without tears. But then you go on to your other curriculums that you buy. And a lot of us as parents of struggling students, we buy a variety. We're very eclectic. <laughs> and so so we we to have that cross crossover is one less battle our child has to have in answering a question, you know, a math question or a science question or anything else to be able to write that answer there and to have the option instead of using the lines they give you to just create some new lines that they're right. recognizable that they're working on. And it, yeah. Exactly. And then as the kid gets older, um, they don't want the baby lines anymore. They don't want the dashes. So, you know, mm-hmm. we like to call this one the wide rule line. So this is just notebook paper. It's two lines that are parallel. We can draw three or four in a row on a page. They can write mm-hmm. sentences and worksheets and just kind of adapt whatever they're doing. If it's construction paper, if it's social studies, if it's right. the back of a napkin, you know, what, wherever mm-hmm. we want to write. Yeah, <laughs> it is very versatile. Exactly. It's whatever. Yeah, whatever you got can turn into into that scrap paper. Um, so money saving on top of it. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. True. yeah. Well, awesome. This has been been great. I appreciate all the questions that your audience have um, shared with us. Um, it's mm-hmm. been good to to have you as part of our conversation. That's why we do this live. And um, yeah. and just for all the ideas that you have, Polly, I'm, <laughs> and didn't know that you have even more on downloadables right. and, and um, some free things that you're going to be giving out to our audience. That's exciting. Um, so, yeah. so they have more than enough to, to, to try their hand out at and um, make it unique to their students. Cause, cause for some it's, it's going to be the cookie cutters. For some, it's going to be the pinchers. It's, you know, it's going to be all over the place, but that's right. okay. <laughs> Every student's different. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, awesome. So, um, yeah, make sure that you um, check out Polly's website. I'm going to pull that up again for you that are watching. If you're listening to the podcast, um, it's called legiliner.com, L-E-G-I-L-I-N-E-R.com. And um, again, if you are going to want the, the, is it 60 ideas from the Dollar Tree store. That's yeah. that's the one download that um, that will be on the YouTube description. And then she also has another two um, handouts that you can you can access that we'll have on the YouTube description as well. So those yeah. will be available for you. But in so, so yeah, lots lots of resources and <laughs> 
from from visiting um, that description and her site and and so yeah definitely um, well this was um, this was just great I I enjoyed it. it it made me start thinking out of the box you know I'll probably be looking around my house all day today and going oh <laughs> I could use that too um, right so so hopefully that has spurred you on um, as you've listened or watched and um, make you kind of think outside the box of what you've got around you or just some inexpensive um, things that that you could go out and purchase um, to, to help your student, especially with that grip strength. I know we get so many questions from parents, you know, just their hand, the hand strength of kids. And like you said, it's all those digital things that they're doing with their thumbs and not strengthening their whole hand and arm and shoulders and and right yeah yeah well awesome so well and thank you audience for joining us um this is just one other episode of empowering homeschool conversations and um, we've got lots more resources on our website if you visit us at spedhomeschool.com next week we are going to focus on improving reading comprehension with books you already own so isn't that awesome for saving some some money in the long run as well (laughs) and and so you'll definitely want to come back and join us for that um, conversation next week but um Thank you again, Polly. It has been so good to uh, to learn from you and to to just hear all the ideas that you have. And um, thank you, audience, for for being part of our conversation. We we enjoyed all your questions, and um, like Polly said, just reach out to her on her website too if you have specific questions that we didn't answer here. So, all right. Well, thanks everyone. And you have an awesome week and we'll see you right here. um, Same time, same place next Tuesday. Have a good day. I'm Dr. Lauren DeVille, a practicing naturopathic physician in Tucson, Arizona. In my podcast, Christian Natural Health, my guests and I discuss topics ranging from nutrition, sleep, hormone balancing, and exercise to specific health concerns like hair loss, anxiety, and hypothyroidism. I'll also interweave biblical principles as they apply throughout the podcast because true health is body, mind, and spirit. Listen to Christian Natural Health for free at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcast platform.